2: Abraham Lincoln
3: Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, the Armstrong and Getty Show. The Secretary of State pushed back on the idea that the embassy was closed at all.
1: So, if no American is in the embassy, we've essentially closed the embassy. It sounds like you don't want to say no, that. No, we're going to have a. Yeah, we're going to have a. We're
0: going to have our core diplomatic presence. We uh, and, and in effect, an embassy at uh, a location at the airport.
3: Wow, that is a rough sentence because. Will have, in effect, an embassy is already pretty alarming. Then you finish it off with at a location at the airport. Perhaps the darkest qualifier in the English language. Because, to state the obvious here, an embassy does not belong in an airport because it's not a
2: Wolfgang Puck restaurant.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. Will have, in effect, an embassy is already pretty rough. Yeah, I'd say. I'd say. Um, what, what's the value of
3: denying the obvious in government work? Is it, if, as long as you keep denying, the New York Times can't print that you admitted it and therefore you have to go or something, there must be
0: some usefulness to it. I wonder if it, the people against you were already against you. The people, you got the true blues on your side, they'll stick with you for whatever. I guess it's just for that kind of crowd that can be swayed. So there's no point in admitting to them that you made a mistake, I guess.
3: Yeah, the the unacquainted with the facts. I don't I don't know, but it's it's often r- ridiculous when viewed you know soberly. So like uh, Jen Psaki, and we'll play this clip for you if you haven't heard it, uh, denying that any Americans are stranded.
0: Please, yeah, let's go ahead and do that uh, while we're on the topic of uh, why she decided to get into the semantics game. I can't even imagine.
2: Does the president have a sense that most of the criticism is not of leaving Afghanistan, it's the way that he has ordered it to happen, by pulling the troops before getting these Americans who are now stranded? Does he have a sense of that?
4: First of all, I think it's irresponsible to say Americans are stranded. They are not. There
2: are no Americans stranded is the White House's official position on what's happening in Afghanistan.
4: I'm just calling you out for saying that we are stranding Americans in Afghanistan.
0: Yeah, I like the way uh, Ducey said, okay, I just want to get this for the record. The official White House position is no Americans are stranded, because I know how this is going to play. So I just want to make sure I'm hearing this right. And as I did earlier in the
3: show, let's go eighth grade uh, research report here and say the dictionary defines stranded as left without the means to move from somewhere. That sounds pretty Afghanistani. I mean, they might later be able to leave the island of Afghanistan in which they're stranded. I mean, if if you know, uh, plane passes overhead and sees you there on the beach with your loincloth and your volleyball companion, and they send help, you were still stranded for the last ten years, uh, Jen.
0: So, where'd you get the loincloth on this island? You crafted you it yourself. Did you kill a beast and skin it? Uh perhaps or
3: maybe wove it from uh, some of the softer fibers available on the island.
1: You wouldn't I'm not want to sure use, I like, do that. Palm
3: leaves or something. That would be excruciating. I'm just letting I'm just <laughs> letting the boys hang loose if that's my only option.
0: You know, among the first things you'd have to deal with stranded on an island is uh having no sunblock. I'd just have to as a pale bald headed man, I gotta stay out of the sun, so yeah, well, you'd either get good and leathery or just, you
3: know, spend your days uh, crouched under a bush like some sort of beast.
0: Yeah.
3: Don't get stranded. <laughs> of course, Jen Saki would fly over in a plane and shout down, you're not stranded. I'd like to uh, take issue with you using the term
0: stranded. <laughs> and <then> fly off. <laughs> yeah, um, what's the point? Yesterday, the FDA approved fully approved, the uh, Pfizer vaccine at least, so it's got full FDA approval. Immediately, New York City announced that it's a requirement that every Department of Education employee in the city, from principals to custodians, have at least one COVID-19 vaccine dose by September 27th. And the Pentagon reaffirmed uh, the um, mandate for vaccines for service members. So, as predicted, with approval came more mandates. So that's you know, for people on the right who are saying, it's not approved, it's not approved. Now it's approved. Now there's more mandates coming down. So, interesting. Uh different story. A new U.S. Army report released Monday found that the Chinese military has significantly improved its ballistic missile forces range and accuracy in recent years with the new version of their short-range ballistic missiles that have doubled their range to beyond 700 kilometers, so that'd be, what, 420 miles-ish, while improving accuracy to within a 30-meter circular error. You can send a missile, a nuclear missile, 400-some miles and and hit within a 30-meter circle. That's pretty amazing. Well, that's getting pretty close to parity with us, or at least close enough. Yeah, it's terrible couple other things we haven't mentioned. A superior judge in California made a ruling that could affect the whole country. Back in uh, when we voted last, uh, Prop 22, the ballot measure that California voters approved in November that allowed such companies as Uber, Lyft, and DoorDash to continue classifying their drivers as independent contractors, which is the only way they can possibly continue to operate, is unconstitutional. The companies plan to appeal the ruling. But that judge said... So which is the stupidity of the whole ballot measure thing in California anyway, because anytime Californians rise up and do the right thing, like denying illegal immigrant services or saying, of course, Uber drivers can be independent contractors, um, the courts step in and overturn it. So it's pointless.
3: Oh yeah, you can uh, shop long enough to find a court liberal enough to overturn absolutely anything in California. You could probably find a judge to invalidate the United States Constitution if you you know if you looked hard enough.
0: Some of you are into this story. The United States Capitol Police made their final call on the death of Ashley Babbitt of San Diego. She's the only rioter. Uh, sightseer, depending on how you want to categorize her. Uh, at the Capitol that day, they got shot dead by the police, and they determined that the conduct of the officer was lawful, and within department policy, the officer will not face internal discipline. So I know that makes some of you crazy, but that's well, what happened there. Well, I suspect there. that
3: anybody who thought uh, otherwise is completely unconvinced by that announcement. And, and you know, Good point. There's no point, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and coming up, we have to get to this uh, study out of the University of Michigan. Every hot dog you eat takes 36 minutes off your life. And there are other foods that shave minutes off your life, but there are even other foods that add minutes to your life. They're not the yummy foods, of course, but there are foods you can eat that add minutes to your life. Yeah, University of Michigan,
3: eh? Well, as we used to say uh, among the fight and the line, at uh, the University of Illinois Uh, I gotta make sure I get this right. Muckfish again. (laughs) I'm glad you're telling me
0: not to eat any hot dogs or pizza or whatever. Go, go go to hell, you Wolverines. So uh, we'll get to that coming up. I got a so I got an idea, a fashion idea here that I'm thinking about. I need I need a change in my life. I got I got no mojo. My mojo isn't low. It has gotten on a Greyhound bus and uh, gone to another state. I have no mojo. your get up and go, got up and went. Although you oh, have yeah.
3: this going for you as a bald man, we're looking at each other on computer screens because uh, we're we're uh, operating from our homes because of the vid. Uh, you as a bald man, we got man exposed never to COVID.
0: Ha- wah, 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 wah. We got exposed to COVID. We may have the COVID, Joe. and I uh, may point and have Mr. COVID. Mr. Chairman,
3: I, I'm vaccinated. I, I I don't care. Anyway, uh, as a bald man, you never have a bad hair day. I'm having a very bad hair day today, partly because my headphones have pressed down my hair and I look like Hitler. It my my hair is <laughs> parted too far on the side <laughs> it's really achieved uh, here, let me take off my headphones it's got Nazi a Nazi Germany sort of Larian look to it like it's, <laughs> I'm not not enjoying it
0: all I'll have to wear a hat if I go out so my my mojoless lifestyle that I've got now um, I think if I started dressing better for some reason it might help me uh, I dress like I feel currently which is not good and uh, so I was actually considering starting to wear a suit every day to work what do you think wow. that would do for me if I if I wore a suit every day? You had a
3: like a two week run, three week run of collared shirts at one point, and it it.
0: Uh, I used to wear collared shirts every day. I wore collared shirts every day. It's just in the, you know, dadhood partially uh, brought me the, uh, the t shirt because I'm like you know, running low on sleep and spilled something on that and all that sort of thing, but. Well, and then for 18 months, none of the executives, none of the salespeople, none of the technical people came to the the radio ranch. It was just the the on-air guys' uh, club. I know other people have done this. Um, I don't know if it's men and women or mostly women, but um, have you ever, like, made a uh, um, uh, uh, a sartorial change in your life and had it do any good for your uh, emotional well-being? Mm, I'm, I'm, I don't know what it would do for you. I mean, if you were in a suit every day, well, I'm day, low. I'm, I'm I'm currently low, so mm-hmm. it could only help. I don't think wearing a suit every day is going to make me feel worse. But uh, I don't know. Have you ever done that sort of thing? I know. I know. We used to work with a woman. I know she at some point like made a major change, and she decided I just I I've got to get out of this funk and started dressing much better. And she says it affected the way she felt about herself. Mm. I don't know if that works or not, or do you just, or would I do it for like two days and then they hang in the closet and I'm back to t-shirts? I'm not going to be discouraging or negative about your idea. I I think it's a fine idea. Get yourself yourself one of those tan suits that Obama wore. (laughs) Jordan Peterson-like. I started making my bed every day and stuff like that. I'm trying to keep the house cleaner and more organized because that helps organize your mind. He says that if you're surrounded by clutter, your mind is cluttered. So I'm trying to like not have the clutter but. Uh-huh. Go white suit, go Thomas Wolfe on us, and a straw hat, like a
3: boater, you know, <laughs> like I'm in a like Great Gatsby, yeah, <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah, like you're starring in the Music Man
0: on Broadway. You can start wearing shoes. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a step in the right direction. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I can wear the straw hat, but the the white suit, that'd be, you know, just like decide that's going to be your thing, right? The white suit.
3: Yeah, and a cravat. You What's
0: know, no, a cravat? Just a, it's, it's like a scarf. Well, I don't want to look like a 70s gigolo. Like, I mean, that's... <laughs> look like Freddy from, uh, from Scooby-Doo. How's that make me feel better? Looking like one of the characters of Scooby-Doo. <laughs> would... I don't I don't care. know. It would make me feel better. <laughs> Because it would amuse me. <laughs> Our text line is 415295KFTC. Put down that hot dog until you hear this nutritional information coming up next.
3: Armstrong
4: The Armstrong and
1: Getty Show. More and more hotels are starting to charge small fees for things like early check-in and using the pool so that they can lower the overall rate on your room. They're they're now charging you for little things that you've always had but never paid extra for. (laughs) Uh, For instance, they they charge $10 for a key card that works the first time and then never again. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> then they charge $9 to use a bedside outlet that your phone's charging cord just doesn't reach <laughs> <laughs> put it on the floor is it?
0: how dirty can a hotel floor be <laughs> and finally they charge $3 to stand naked in the shower trying to figure out the hot cold knobs <laughs> Damn, that's funny because I've had those very experiences um What percentage of the time when you get to the door of the the room does the key card work? I expect it to not work most of the time, even in nice hotels. In fact, maybe the nicer, the less likely it's going to work. I think my batting average is probably three times out of four it works. But there's a solid one out of four when it doesn't. No, I'm a Luddite, and I'm one of those people that thinks everything was better in the olden days. But, man, when you, when you went to a hotel and you said, do you have any rooms? And they turned around, and there was keys hanging on there. And you know what? If there's two keys left, that looks like I got two rooms. And then they, and then you'd hand them some cash, and you didn't fill out any forms. You didn't give them your name, your address, your phone number, every bit of your information. You did you just, How much? $45. You hand them $45. They handed you your key. You went to the room. It always opened the door. And then that was it. Dismembered the body you've got in your trunk in the bathtub, no muss, no fuss. I liked it. Not the typing for for twenty minutes to figure out if you got a room, and then and what's all this typing you're doing now? I reserved a room online, a particular room. What are you doing? Why do you need all this information again? Why? Yeah, I'm a luddite though, so. Um. I had one other comment about the jimmy found the jokes the hotel i don't remember what you it was. know i don't hate the idea
3: of uh, you know per use fees for certain things i don't particularly oh. want to get hammered for the bar of soap or anything like that but that's I mean, what if i was going to swim in the pool then okay great
0: that's what i was going to bring up it's just another version of shrinkflation that we've been talking about they're trying to figure out how to to make more money without right just raising the price flat out And uh, so, you know, on all kinds of goods, they've gotten smaller, as we've talked about. Guarantee you there's less cereal in the boxes. I mean, we go through, you have to buy, like, a box for every two days if you're getting cereal for your kids. And uh, toilet paper rolls shrinking. I think that's what the hotels are doing. They think there'd be too much of a reaction to the price of the room going up, so they just charge for all these individual things, and you won't quite notice. But we do notice is the thing. Uh, eating a hot dog takes about 35 minutes off your life, according to a new study from the University of Michigan, where they looked at over 5,000 foods in the U.S. diet classified by health burden and then environmental impacts. I didn't look at that oh, part. I don't, I don't give a crap about the environmental impact of the food I'm eating. I'm, maybe I should. I just got a Tesla. I'm, I'm an electric car guy now. Wow. But I didn't do it. Because I care about the planet, I did it because gas has gotten so expensive. Um, yeah, so don't tell me about the environmental impact of my hot dog. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm actually curious about this because I'm trying to
3: eat better as I've grown somewhat fat again. Uh, but <laughs> I, I'm calling... I'm calling uh, BS, which may be in the hot dog, uh, on, on the idea that they can narrow down like 36 minutes of life lost by eating a hot egg. I just don't believe it. I mean, uh, if I'm otherwise healthy and I have me a tube steak, I'm going to live 36 minutes less. Oh, come on.
0: This, the foods range from 74 minutes of your life lost for sugary drinks, so they claim if you drink Like one of those bigger Coca-Colas, you've taken an hour, 14 minutes off your life. To 80 minutes gained per serving for uh, something like mixed vegetables and non-starchy something or other. Um, Cooked grains, for instance. You eat that, you can add 80 minutes to your life. Did you say grains or greens? Grains. Grains. Or maybe I'll just combine it and greens. Grains. Um So, you know, more specifically, researchers found that consuming 185 gram serving of chicken wings translated to 3.3 minutes of life lost. You know, I got wings in front of me. I'm watching a football game, and I think this is going to cost me 3.3 minutes at the end. And they take it off the end, right, of your life when you're not that happy anyway. It's not like they take it away from you when you're 21. (laughs) I
2: think I understand how it works. Armstrong and Getty.
3: The Armstrong and Getty
0: Show. Uh, we're gonna feature heavy metal music in the um, podcast we do after the show today. We do a thing called One More Every Day after this these four hours, and because uh, we were talking about metal music for some reason earlier, and a bunch of people gave their suggestions, so we're gonna dial up a couple of the the greatest metal songs of all time. Much like you're screaming, ah, angry, weird. Metal music. That's known as the Cookie Monster style of uh,
3: metal singing. Seriously. Uh, I've reached um, out to my son just now as he is a, uh,
0: has an encyclopedic uh, knowledge of, of heavy metal and all its subgenres. Oh, cool. So we can uh, bring that up in the podcast. One more thing, if you need the podcast, go to com. We're talking about this study that came out of the University of Michigan. Just finish this up briefly uh, about how some foods take minutes off your life and some foods add minutes to your life. Um, Like a hot dog will take a, a beef hot dog on a bun, shaves 36 minutes off your life, largely due to the detrimental effect of processed meat, according to the study. Whereas peanut butter and jelly sandwiches are associated with an increase of 33 minutes of your life. So if you eat a hot dog followed by a PB&G, you're basically a wash. So I would call that a good day. and a good. That's meal. interesting. I would think the jelly, that
3: you know, the sugar, the, the diabetes and stuff like that. But no, and, and the bread,
0: yeah. the carbs. These people seem to be uh, big on carbs and grains and stuff. Foods like salted peanuts, baked salmon, and rice with beans also associated with gains between ten and fifteen minutes to your life. Um, you know, we should post this. That's a good idea. I will. I will give this to Hansen and we'll link it at ArmstrongandGetty.com, and you can look it up. And it's, you know, it's it's nothing hugely new in terms of what's good and what's bad for you. the uh, The attaching minutes lost to your life is an interesting technique that I've never considered before. Um, and again, they take the, 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 if I eat a hot dog and it shaves 36 minutes off my life, they take it at the end when I'm probably not enjoying my life that much. Anyway, it's not like they take uh, 36 minutes away from a summer day when you were 21 at the lake. So. Right. Yeah, it's a a square
3: deal as far as I'm concerned. And I just, you know, I don't mean to be a pain, but uh, all of our low-carb friends and and who've read Wheat Belly and the rest of it, and they're down with that, they're hearing this and just screaming at the radio, you're out of your mind. I'm supposed to load up on, on bread and grains and stuff like that? Forget it. So speaking of college, by the way, uh, Hillsdale College has released what it is calling the 1776 curriculum, which is designed to give K-12 through teachers the tools to teach students a more patriotic approach to American history. I like, I like it. I haven't seen it, but <clears throat> compared to the Howard Zinn garbage that they're trying to shove down kids' throats these days, I like it. Um, bye, bye, bye. Our curriculum was created by teachers and professors, not activists, not journalists, not bureaucrats. It comes from years of studying America, its history and its founding principles, not some slapdash journalistic scheme to achieve a partisan political end through students. It is a truly American education, offers nearly 2,500 pages of materials broken down into grade-specific lessons. Um, I'm sure you can find it through Hillsdale College, the 1776 curriculum. I love it. And then in a related story, I may even hit this uh, tomorrow morning because everybody ought to hear it. The Washington Free Beacon did an analysis of the various woke education groups. And the people who are, adver- who are uh, advocating how important this is are now offering their services to re-educate your people and making zillions of dollars. You got this Glasgow group whose founder recently likened critics of diversity work to the Capitol rioters. Uh, it consists entirely of consultants with posts at the National Association of Independent Schools. It's approved accreditors. Now, this is independent schools and private schools that are, they're swallowing this garbage. But the association requires those accreditors to enforce social justice ideology in private schools where members of the Glasgow group double as full-time employees, giving the the 12-person firm a say in the education of hundreds of thousands of students. So they are the accreditor they are insisting on this equity crap stuff in private schools and they're the people who who f- furnish the uh the the, the brainwashers and so <laughs> it's a great scam honestly right. but, but they'll yank your accreditation if you don't indoctrinate all your people and they'd be happy to do the indoctrinating for millions and millions of dollars Ah uh, let that uh LA's prestigious Harvard Westlake school for example employed five diversity administrators as of this January when it brought in the Glasgow group for an audit following its completion the group hired a sixth diversity wow. administrator
0: wow six of them to do whatever that is
3: yeah that's in growth of DEI bureaucracy, that's diversity, equity, and inclusion bureaucracy, has alienated parents who say their kids' schools have become obsessed with racial identity. You You may have seen some of the headline stories, New York Times. Uh, The nation's top private schools have all gone woke simultaneously, transformed by a race-conscious pedagogy. I'm sorry, I slaughtered that phrase, a race-conscious pedagogy. Uh, families who seek an escape cat- hatch often can't find one because all the best schools are beholden to the same accreditors and use the same consultants.
0: Yipes. i got to watch out for that now that I'm in a private school situation. Yeah. And it's like
3: that, you know, Robin D'Angelo is making money hand over fist. The gal Patrice Cullors from... Uh, uh colors from uh, Black Lives Matters just making zillions of dollars these idiot corporations trying desperately to show how woke they are contributing millions and millions of dollars to these organizations where does that money go hey nike where did, where did that money go what's it doing who's getting it what were you thinking well, these people are just getting crazy rich on white guilt, trying to convince brown people that they ought to say Latinx just because the white social majors are insisting on it, or a teeny tiny percentage of these people. It's funny, with the Afghanistan thing, all this stuff has kinda, uh, gotten shoved in the background, but it continues to march across the fruited plain,
0: so beware, friends, beware. Speaking of things that are continuing uh, while Afghanistan gets so much attention, that $3.5 trillion human infrastructure package that people like the Wall Street Journal think is going to destroy America, um, it's still out there. And Nancy Pelosi uh, had a bit of a failure yesterday as she could not get the moderates to go along with it. So the, the squad type people, remember when? Mitch McConnell said it's as if the squad wrote this bill and marched it across to the Capitol. Um, the squad type crowd has has in Bernie crowd has won the day on this legislation in terms of writing it. But they're having trouble getting the moderates to go along, moderate Democrats, let alone any Republicans. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I don't know where that leaves it. Hopefully in a bad place. We need to come up with a name for that three point five trillion dollar horror. How about the Karl Marx Act or the
3: bankruptcy bill? Yeah, that makes it sound like it's dealing with bankruptcy. I like the Karl Marx Act.
0: Yeah. Um, All these things continue, even when all the attention, so much of the attention is on Afghanistan, where we flew 11,000 people out yesterday um, into squalid conditions in some cases, unfortunately, but 11,000 yesterday. A week from the day, today, is the current deadline set by the Taliban. That's right, the Taliban tells the United States when they can and can't be somewhere. At least that's what it looks like for now. The president is expected to come out today at some point and announce, are we extending the deadline or not? What would you guess? I'm kind of guessing that they're going to come out and say they extended the deadline, kind of try to make it sound like they're on top of this and they have the momentum and not mention all the goodies that they gave to the Taliban to get them to go along with it. Well, yeah, it's
3: absolutely necessary that the deadline be extended. It must happen. And given the leverage that the Taliban has, for the reasons we've discussed, yeah, it will be extended, but at an enormous cost.
0: I think that's a On that story, yeah, on that story, the biggest headline today is that the head of the CIA is there. The director of the CIA is in Kabul meeting with the head of the Taliban. And what we're promising them, offering them, who knows when we'll ever find out, but I'm sure it's a lot.
3: Threatening them with, I hope, at least a little.
0: You would hope, but I don't know. You had old Admiral Kirby unwilling to even call them an enemy of the United States the other day on television. So I don't know how much threatening we're doing. Uh, text line is four one five two nine five kftc We will attempt to finish Strong.
4: perfect home sweet
1: home
3: jack armstrong and joe getty <laughs> the armstrong and
0: getty show Jeez, some of the uh, album titles y'all are suggesting for uh Heavy metal music. I can, without even listening to the songs, I can. A group called Disturbed with the Sickness album. Yeah, I can (laughs) just imagine the lyrics and the growling singing. Anyway, thanks for all the suggestions. They're going to check them out. Uh, We'll include that in the podcast show today. Yeah, we're
3: looking for the quintessential Cookie Monster growl singing heavy, heavy metal album. Uh, so which we will discuss. My son has not yet responded. Uh, neither has uh, Richard, the lead guitarist from the late great Dead Flowers. Uh, anytime a prominent musician dies, we race to see who can be the first one to send their picture and our test text link. Me, Richard, and and Rich, uh, the bassist from said band. Um, and I just sent out. I'm afraid to announce. I'm 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 sad to announce the picture of Charlie Watts, the Rolling Stones, who passed away at age oh. eighty.
0: Wow, one of the core stones
3: is gone. Wow, yeah, had to uh, had to happen. He actually pulled out of the. Yes, you're right. It did have to happen. Well, (laughs) people die, Joe. (laughs) Everyone frequently in their eighties. Yes, yeah, uh, he will be missed. Um, and Michael goes with start me up. Good lord, you've disappointed me, my son. Ah, uh, but, uh, Charlie, you know, it's funny. I'm reading this article in, uh, Variety about his passing in his life. It's actually a very good uh, obituary slash profile of the guy. But it, it reminds me of the uselessness of writing about music. Frank Zappa once said, writing about music is like dancing about architecture. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I feel that strongly about it, but I'm, I'm reading about you know his nimble drumming, balancing Keith Richards' his serrated guitar riffs, and I'm like, all right, I, I get that you're trying, but it mostly just comes off as jivey. Uh, it's hard to explain why Charlie was such a great drummer, almost unless you've played in a band, because he was not flashy, he was not showy, he didn't play enormous fills or anything like that but his grooves were perfect and as Keith has pointed out that was an enormous luxury to have a drummer that good for his entire career
0: also not musically at all discussing this I've now read enough uh, uh, about bands and I suppose any collaboration it might be that from a Musical standpoint, you could have had any drummer, guitar player, whatever in a band, but their personality was the only thing that kept them together. That is the case in some of these various bands, is that if they hadn't been the one, there's no way the other two could have stayed together that long. So you you can't discount at all. Um, I think that plays a major role in some of these legendary groups. Well, sure, yeah. In a
3: band like the Stones with two personalities as, no- as enormous as Mick Jagger and Keith Richards, you had the wry smile and the eye roll and the general quietness of, of Charlie Watts, who just did his job brilliantly. He uh, got married in 1964. He he died married to the same woman. What? Now, granted, they'd had some quote-unquote rough patches that I have a feeling I can guess, you know, some of the causes of that, but uh, I stayed married. Was he a druggie? He- Charlie was the one who was the most wasted in the seventies. Uh, he was the guy oh, who really? would be passed out and couldn't play, couldn't record, whatever. People don't realize that because he wasn't showy about it. You know, he wasn't famous for it. But yeah, Keith Richards would often have to wake Charlie Watts up. So, Um what's it, anything That's something else? Though, he survived so, uh, throat cancer, heroin addiction, etc.
0: But uh, so the Rolling Stones can continue to tour forever as long as Mick Jagger and Keith Richards are, to, are both there, right?
3: Uh yeah. Yeah. It it gets a little sillier as guys drop off. Um but yeah, I
0: mean yes. Well, especially I think you Ronnie gotta have Wood both of them still. Don't you have both of them? I mean, I would have thought with the Grateful Dead there's no you lose Jerry Garcia, that's the end of the Grateful Dead. And they're bigger than they've ever been. They just a lot uh, announced a Thirty fifty 50 stop tour a week or so ago sold out all the big cities immediately at an average ticket price of like 180 bucks a ticket. I mean, they're more lucrative than they've ever been without Jerry Garcia. Um, so I don't know. Could the Rolling Stones do that? Could you replace Mick with somebody or no, Keith Richards with somebody? No, 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 no. no. I don't think Absolutely. so either. I think you got to have them both to pull it off
3: yeah that would be insane
0: But like i said i would have, i would have never thought that the grateful dead could continue to tour without jerry garcia and be the most popular they've ever been you're right they're a weird case because it's that whole community
3: thing the whole deadhead thing i've never even heard a uh a reference to you know the stones army or stoneville or whatever
0: <laughs> right
3: right yeah, that's so a good point I don't, I don't know and you know uh, the last time I saw him was in a—I think it was the last time I saw him— was in a a baseball stadium, and I got up really close and was watching, and and it just definitely had a going-through-the-motions feel to it. Mick is still amazing. I mean, he still does his job the best he can do it. But uh, I got the, the idea that the rest of them were thinking— the acoustics suck. You people are miles away. You're, you're like <laughs> orgasmic that you're in the same zip code as us. We could do anything. We could drop our pants and poo on the stage and you all would no, go crazy. So, well, no, and they didn't. To their credit, Jack, they did not. Um, so I don't, I don't want to be cynical because, like Richard, the guitar player I was talking about before, he still sees the stones every single chance he gets because he's such a stones freak. Um, which is fine. But, Charlie has passed. Steve Jordan of the Expensive Winos, and if you know music, you know Steve Jordan. He's a great player. Um, He will be uh, filling in for Charlie when and if they tour again, I guess.
0: Fake stones, in my opinion.
3: They're (laughs) zircon or No, there's nothing there. I thought there might be something there, but there's not. Fake stones? Mm. Final
1: Thoughts with A-N-G. Yeah!
3: Yeah, a lot of people suggesting that is the quintessential metal track right there. (laughs) Here's your host for final thoughts, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up for the day. Michelangelo presses the buttons in the control room. Has a final thought. Michael? Jack, you were talking about
0: changing your fashion. How about a monocle? I really want you to get a monocle on a chain where you can just look at people and then keep on walking. I have several. I ordered them from Warby Parker. Uh, because I have one eye that works perfect and one eye that doesn't. I have a couple of monocles, and I never have been able to work on the whole eye muscle thing to hold it yeah. in. That's a like a, a unique skill. It's like riding a unicycle. Uh, young Alex is not connected. He is at home hiding from the COVID. Jack, do you have a final thought for us? Yeah, I think you'll enjoy the podcast today. I'm kind of looking forward to it. Speaking of music, we got on the subject of, like, super growly heavy metal music and who listens to that and what's, like, the best example of that, and we're going to play some of them on One More Thing. If you ever miss an hour of the show or you want to hear One More Thing, if you've never heard it, you've got hundreds of them to check out at armstrongandgetty.com. Uh, my final thought is, if you want to truly appreciate uh, Charlie Watts, you could do worse than to
3: spin up Exile on Main Street, uh, perhaps the greatest rock and roll album of all time, in which Charlie plays a, an enormous variety of styles, plays them all perfectly, except that the tracks he didn't play on at all because he didn't feel like showing up and waiting for Keith. Um, but he, he pl- didn't play brilliantly on those two.
0: Hmm. His non-playing was exquisite. They they pushed it clear to the end, though. So he missed out on the last tour because of COVID. He would have made that last tour that they had scheduled, but had to get postponed because of COVID. It was one year too late for him. Mm. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. Oh, my son has responded to the quintessential Cookie Monster metal option.
3: He says it's got to be... Oh, 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 oh! It disappeared. It's got to be Tomb of the Mutilated by Cannibal Corpse. (laughs) <laughs> is that real
2: or Joe? <laughs> that's real that's real no.
3: so no. many people thanks so little time thanks for listening go to Getty.com. if you missed any chunk of the show get it on podcast <laughs> oh my
0: god see you tomorrow god bless america goodbye sweet america get
4: yeah. go away i mean I'm, uh, shut up um,
0: this is beyond dumb
4: half
1: cup full half cup empty be very
4: very careful remember They're just jokes. Take care. Wear your mask.
1: I want winners.
0: Which one am I? I'm Armstrong. (laughs) (laughs) You're about to open a pit of
1: hell. Are you shitting No! That's bullshit. Thank you, sir. Your time has expired. On that high note, thank you all very much.
3: With Lucky Land Slots, you can
4: get lucky just about anywhere.